Bonjour, this is the No Fluff Society podcast, a place where we share our experiences, our wins, our failures, so that you can learn from it, like we did. From mindset, marketing and branding to living abroad, health and womanhood, nothing is off topic here. I'm your host, Laetitia, multi-passionate entrepreneur. I left a comfortable design for me life in Paris to travel the world while working for companies as a brand and marketing specialist. Build businesses I'm proud of, and most importantly, create a life that will be the most aligned and sustainable to who I truly am. And I want to help you do the same. Stay tuned and live with a dose of motivation and an actionable plan after each episode to implement in your life and business. When it comes to starting a new business, we all think of the product, pricing, social media, branding, website, etc. The legal side barely comes to mind. Some of us trademark their business name or maybe get an insurance, but how many of us, especially as service provider, think to have a contract? I heard crazy stories about how entrepreneurs end up in a tricky situation because of their lack of contract or breaching contract. It is your duty to protect yourself and in the same time, your client's best interest. I know what you're going to tell me. It's too expensive. I don't see the value now. I wouldn't even know where to start. Well, I have answers for you. Or actually, Marin have answers for you. Let's welcome her. She's the anti-lawyer lawyer. Marin has 10 years of experience as a corporate lawyer and she decided to quit her firm and sold her belongings hit the road and have been traveling since then while helping entrepreneurs get legally compliant and protect their business with ease and no billable hours so they can get back to running their business. I'm so excited for that talk. Hello, Marin, and thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy. Like, I'm so excited by that, by that subject, by that topic, because it's like so much question when you're an entrepreneur. So let's dig into that. Tell us a bit about you and um, where you come from and what you do. Sure. So I'm a lawyer. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I have been practicing law for about, geez, um, 15 years almost now. And um, I have tried a number of different things in law, um, trying to find something that fit that I actually enjoy doing. And I probably should have taken the hint years ago when nothing actually felt fun to me with law, but I kept trying different areas of law, big firms, small firms, government practice, just trying to write, find the right fit, something that felt um, purposeful and fulfilling. And I never could, which is one of the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing, but I'll get back to that in a second. So I am currently in the US now, but up until January, I was in Europe. I am an international digital nomad. I sold my house and 95% of my belongings last year when I started my business um, because, you know, once I was location independent and didn't have to go into an office every day, I realized, well, I don't really want to be here. I'd rather live abroad. So sold my house and all my other encumbrances and, and moved abroad. And now with COVID, that's obviously changed the landscape a little bit, but I'm hoping to get back to Europe at the end of the summer. So um, as far as what I'm currently doing, one of the things that I'm sure we'll get into this later is um, one of the things I hated about law firm life was the billable hour. And I'm sure some of your listeners, whether they're doing consulting or 
everybody has had some sort of familiarity or exposure to the billable hour. And it's just like, to me, as somebody who values efficiency and working smarter, not harder, it drove me crazy because you're disincentivized from like working smarter because then you make less money. But to me, I thought that was unfair to clients because, and, and um, like most recently, what I was doing was working with all small business owners. And so they're struggling to pay their bills and we're just billing them and billing them and billing them. So I always thought that there had to be a way that business owners could protect their businesses without shelling out so much money to lawyers. So I created my business to do um, provide contract templates. So business owners can do all the contracts that they need for their businesses as quickly and painlessly as possible. And then I do some courses and, and try and provide a lot of free resources and stuff too. So that's kind of where I am with the business now and a little bit of my backstory. <laughs> Thank you so much. So really like for you, um, that was a trigger, right? When you were starting to feel unaligned with what you were doing on, on your law firm. And that's what kind of triggered the whole idea behind your business. Yes, um, that was a huge trigger. Um, the just feeling unaligned and feeling, you know, it was impacting my mental health, to be honest. Um, I had low grade depression and anxiety and just felt like I was meant to be living a much bigger life a much better life. Like everything was okay on the surface. I had a great house. I was in Charleston, South Carolina, which is just a gorgeous area of the U.S. Good friends. Um, my job on the surface was was good, but um, I just felt profoundly un unsettled. So feeling unaligned professionally was huge. And then the other part, which might have even been a bigger catalyst in a way, was I had a number of unresolved health issues. And like, I've always been a healthy eater, a distance runner, like very healthy lifestyle, but I started losing my hair in 2018 ish, I'll say. And like, I tried everything, doctors, supplements, tests, everything, thousands of hours of research. And I just never got any better. And I just kept getting worse. So I had this epiphany. I was in Cuba actually on vacation um, it sounds kind of melodramatic now, but I was like burnt, sunburnt to a crisp, um, sitting in my little Airbnb and I was just miserable. And I was like, nothing is getting any better. I, there, there have to be some big shifts because, um, all the su surface stuff I'm doing isn't making any difference. So, um, like my health wasn't getting any better. I was feeling unaligned professionally. So those two things that was the catalyst that got me to, and then once I made the decision, like within months, I had left law from life, started my business, sold my house, sold my stuff. And then um, I would say six months later, I had already, yeah, like within six months, less than six months. So it was within quick succession, like all of that happened. It's amazing how like Sometimes we, we know we're not totally happy, but we just go with it until actually our body is telling us. Like at some point, he's just like, stop now. And then when you get to that point, they're just like, no way back. You just have to keep going through the, the breakthrough because like your body won't, won't go back. It won't let you. It's just like so weird. You, we push so much because I think we are 
overachiever <laughs> a lot. So mm-hmm. we don't really listen to our body at first. And then at some point you just like put a wall and you like have no more choice. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's, it becomes a situation where like as painful as it is, as you start to up level and grow, because the people that are telling you that entrepreneurship is all sunshine and rainbows, I, I don't know if they've actually ever owned a business because it is brutal. I mean, it is just like every limiting belief you've ever had about yourself that you didn't even know that you had, you're going to have to address and you're going to have to get over. But as painful as that all that is, at least it, it was for me and like conquering imposter syndrome every single day, looking back and like seeing how things were before is so much more painful. Because like you said, you can't go back. You can't go back. As painful as your current situation might be, at least you know you're making progress in the right direction. Exactly. I remember like some days when it's very hard and I'm just like, why am I doing that to myself? Why, why am I doing that to myself again and again? Like maybe I should just go back to a nine to five job. And then I kind of look around and I looked at that corporate job and I'm just like, hell no. <laughs> like that's, that's better than the worst at that point. So at some point you're oh, like. Oh <laughs> my gosh, a hundred percent. And I can't even, like, I try to imagine that. I'm like, could I ever even fathom going back to that and I just can't, no, I can't. like I, I can't I imagine doing it but yeah and I think I understand like when you're an entrepreneur you you have so much so much things in your plate that and you have those internal struggle and then you have those external struggle and I think that's where you help us I think a lot of <laughs> entrepreneurs you know like we have so many things to take care of right accounting client reach out client marketing we have so much on and then in a good day, like you get everything on. And then you, you, you must have seen that in a lot of Facebook group that like as a service provider, I learned a lot from my mistake. I learned a lot from not having a contract when I started younger. I learned a lot from not having a contract that was uh, written well. And like all of that, I can see like every day on the Facebook group, I'm in people that um, don't get, get ghosted by client for their payment or like, client just holding hostage the last payment until you get that done even though it wasn't in the contract or like things like that so I have questions for you do you often <laughs> do you often see entrepreneur and uh, taking asking advice for to you about those things about like service contract or about not being paid or things like that absolutely every day multiple times a day um, that is one of the biggest complaints um I hear from service providers, it's either scope creep Mm -hmm. or it's clients ghosting on installment payments. And to your earlier point about entrepreneurs having so many things on their plate, absolutely. I mean, in any given day, you're doing 16 different things on your own business. And that's before you even got into your client work. So I understand like legal and legal is not exciting. It's not, um, it's, it's not a fun spend, meaning like it's a lot more fun to go um, get a new branding package or something. <laughs> that tangible result, you can see, wow, look, you know, um, here's my new branding. But so legal is 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 different, and and I get it. Um, people, it's overwhelming, or it can be overwhelming. It can be intimidating, and it can be expensive. So what I see is um, service providers sticking their head in the sand. And just saying, I'll deal with it later. I don't, 
either they'll start and they'll say, I don't have any clients yet. I'll worry about it down uh -huh. the road when I get clients. Yeah. Um, and then they never do, or they'll like, I see that all the time, or they'll pull a free contract off the internet, or they'll take a friend's contract. And these things are so dangerous because then those issues that you mentioned, scope or you payments and then scope creep happen all the time. And so they don't end up doing anything about legal until they've already lost money. Exactly. Um, so it's just, I, I say to business owners, I say legal and tax. I would, I would say actually legal tax and tech and systems like are your three tiered foundation. Like you need to get that set. Um, and then it's like, if you're building a house, that's the concrete foundation. And then you can start to choose the furniture for the inside of your house. But without that strong foundation, your business can't grow, it can't scale, it can't prosper. Because what I see too, um, oftentimes with service providers is if they haven't leveled up legally, um, if they haven't started off without, a, with, if they started off without a contract or like I said, they pulled a free contract or something, they're also not, they're, they're, they're playing small in the sense that they may, even if it's subconscious, they may be afraid to take on higher ticket clients or diversify their services because they're afraid somebody's going to see their contract and they don't know what it says. They don't know if it protects them. Um, they're embarrassed. So yeah, to answer your question, sorry, I go down these rabbit mm -hmm. holes, but I would say absolutely. I see that every day, multiple times a day. Yeah, that's just, that's just crazy. I think um it's just overwhelming because it, like you said i think it's like one of those things like health you know like you only are gonna work when you already have a problem like you don't think of prevention but i think as much as we've as with health like if you get into legal problem that's gonna cost you a lot you know like either you don't get paid or that people are gonna sue you because they think that they have a right because it wasn't written in a contract all things like that and um it's just so overwhelming like it's just so much that's such a great analogy with health mm -hmm. um because you it's prevention is key it's so much more expensive mm -hmm. to wait until you have a problem with legal just like it's so much harder to fix a health problem once you've already had the problem than to prevent it from happening in the first place mm -hmm. A lot of legal, and we can talk about this, I'm sure we will, is like, um, you know, you do it right the first time, you build the right foundation, and then it's just a matter of tweaking mm -hmm. as your business grows. It's, it's, I'm not going to say it's something that you can set and forget completely, but it's, you know, it's, you can front load the work and then you're, you're set up. So yeah. for you, what will the advice, what advice would you give to protect themselves from that kind of uh, situations and um, client? Two different bits of advice. First of all, I would make sure you have um, a good proposal. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say this is because the proposal, it's not, um, and I don't want anybody to, to misunderstand, you, you absolutely have to have a contract. You have to have a contract. There's no way around that. Um, and you can't just have a proposal without a contract because a proposal, it's not in a lot of ways worth the paper it's written on because it doesn't have any legal protection for you. 
But what I mean by that is it's kind of like start as you mean to go on, having a good proposal, and then you have a contract as a backstop. So the prospective client agrees to the proposal, you've done a very professional proposal, and then you follow with the contract, which they have to agree to before you start working for them. And then there are, there are a few things I would say within the contract it, itself. Um, and I haven't actually seen any, I've audited so many free contracts and I've audited recently um, two people, uh, two business owners, they'd gotten contracts that they'd gotten from courses. Um, one got from a paid course and the other got as part of, um, she was doing one-on-one -on -one coaching with um, a coach and the coach gave her a template and they both were very limited on payment terms. So I would say to your listeners, as far as the ghosting on installment payments, one, have a good payment system. And this is not legal. This is just, you know, um, what I would say business owner to business owner is have a good payment system set up. So whether you're automatically charging or you're invoicing, have it set up so it's streamlined and systematized and you are billing at regular intervals. Otherwise, you can find yourself in a situation where you forget to invoice people, you're invoicing people three months late, then you're bound to get people ghosting because you know it's a long time after your services have already been rendered. So set up your payment system, whether again, you're automatically charging or you're invoicing, make sure that's as streamlined as possible. And then contractually speaking, make sure you have really strong payment terms. And what I mean by that is say exactly what you're charging, when you're charging, um, how often you're charging. So a lot of service providers are working on retainer on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. So they're going to charge monthly, but you need to say in your contract, is it every 30 calendar days? Um, and when are they being charged? Is it the first of every month? Is it the 15th of every month? Is it every, is it every fortnight? Whatever it is, make sure that's in the contract. Mm -hmm. And then you need, um, I call them negative incentives and then remedies. So what I mean by negative incentives are like, what's that push to get them to pay you if they default? So let's say, for example, they're um, being automatically charged or even they're being invoiced and their payment method fails. You need to put in your contract what happens if their payment method fails mm. and give them a window of time until you start charging them late fees. And then you're going to say, okay, well, what's the late fee that you're charging them? And then you want to build in a buffer for yourself. How long can they be late before you can terminate? Because at some point, you're, if you're continually working for a client on a regular basis and you're still working and they have this bill that's been outstanding for three weeks, you're not going to want to continue to work for them oh. if they're not continuing to pay you. But you want to still make sure that you get paid that outstanding balance. So you need something that says that you can terminate, but yet um, you're still owed that outstanding balance. And then I put in my contract for a little extra oomph, I say that you know, um, the service provider is entitled to the fullest extent of the law to pursue all legal remedies to get mm. that balance. I mean, that's a lot of legalese, what I just said, but I put in my contracts that the service provider can hire a debt collection agency. So it's just in my mind, when I'm drafting contracts, 
Um, a lot of people think like legal, it's just, it's all the same. All contracts are the same. It's this legalese, it's boilerplate. It's really not. There's boilerplate that goes into every contract, but it's also an art. And all my best friends are business owners. And I talk to a lot of business owners and I've heard a lot of horror stories. Mm -hmm. So when I'm drafting a contract, I think, okay, what has gone wrong for my friends and my peers? And how do we write a contract to prevent that from happening? Mm -hmm. So that's why I have things like debt collection agency and strong late fees and you know what happens in, in, in case of a default. So that's what I would say as far as um, the ghosting. Make sure you have the right system set up in place so that things aren't falling through the cracks to begin with. And then contractually have that strong provision with um, very like key terms around um, payments. Yeah, I really think like sometimes when I see a contract, I feel like it's like when you have to think of the worst outcome that can happen and you have to find a solution before they even like got to that point, right? And sometimes you just don't think about that can happen because you just start and you knew. And like, to be honest, I think we were a bit like... Um, utopian about people you know like you you're like oh well I do something so they have to pay me like I don't feel why they won't but then some people won't or will try to get away with it and that's when you pull out the contract and if the contract is not well done then then yeah it's like it's like a fight and it's it feels awful because when you're just starting actually money it's every contract counts you know and And then you see, I remember like I had like, oh, you have a client that's just like asking too much of you all the time. And now I know that I'm very careful about um, intelligence property, like my person, my, my property as a designer, because people will ask for like original files or things like that. And like, it's something that we don't always think of putting at first because we're just like yeah it kind of makes sense that you don't have my originals you know but um yeah I think there's all those little like key points that we never think about and not even just that like even the 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 timeline you know when uh, I don't know if like, you have a lot of designers but sometimes like the client will take forever to give you feedbacks and then that push the the, the project longer and the last payment longer and like it's like there's so many things that you can actually put it i didn't know we could put that in a contract you know like put the timeline or how how often we need feedbacks and put the limits on those things and that's something that we actually don't know and and that's that's such a great point um because you're right most contracts don't have that most mm -hmm. contracts are just kind of bare bones like yeah. um you know this is what happens if you know, there's a legal dispute that can't be resolved amicably. This is where we're going to go to court. Mm. And this is my disclaimer. And this is like, again, that boilerplate legalese. Um, so most contracts don't have that. But like what I say is a contract's the guidepost for your entire relationship with your client. This is where you spell out absolutely everything. Because once you have it in writing, you're essentially, you're level setting that client's expectations at the outset of the relationship. So mm -hmm. If you're a person that doesn't like confrontation, like contracts are going to be your friend because the contracts are going to battle for you. You can, if there's a dispute, 
Um, if there's a misunderstanding, all you have to do is point to the contract and say, you know, this is what we agreed to. So I tell service providers when they're thinking through their contracts, specifically their scope of work, you know, put everything in there, absolutely everything that they're doing. And like to your point about um, approval and feedback, um, absolutely. Like my contracts say, how many rounds of revision does mm -hmm. a client get? Um, what is the window of approval time for each round of revision? And it might seem like overkill to somebody who's brand new, but you do this long enough and you get burned, then you know how important it is to be that crystal clear every single time you work yeah. with a client. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think it's totally something that we don't think about. So what are for you, like on top of that, what are the, the biggest mistakes you've seen in contract? like things that people really shouldn't have put or they should have put in? Um, disclaimers is a huge one. Mm. And I see that with coaches all the time. So a disclaimer um, is kind of like a legal shield in a way. Um, I So to give you an example, let's say you have a health and fitness coach and mm -hmm she gives nutrition advice and she might um, have some fitness, some, some exercises on her website and her Instagram. Um, and she does one-on-one -on -one coaching and group coaching. Um, and clients work with her because they wanna lose weight and they wanna get healthier. So she has, she has all of that on her website. She has all of that in her marketing materials. Um, she has testimonials on her website. She has testimonials in her marketing materials but she just has a simple one-on-one -on -one contract. And I saw this recently actually um, with a coach who didn't have disclaimers and she didn't have a refund policy in her contract. So what the disclaimer is gonna say is it's gonna say that basically um, everything is as is. And just because I have testimonials on my website saying X client achieved Y results doesn't mean that you will as well. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a big thing, especially like if you're in the health arena, like she was, this is not medical advice. This mm -hmm. is not a substitute for medical advice, which is huge because sometimes you might get a client who is like, well, um, I have a health coach. I don't need to see my doctor about my autoimmune condition anymore. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And it's like, that's, that's really dangerous if it you're a health dangerous. coach because- mm -hmm that puts you in an, a really untenable position. So the disclaimer is kind of that buffer that basically says like, everything I do is for informational purposes only. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist. You take this information as is, and I'm not guaranteeing any results, which is really important because you don't wanna be on the hook for a client thinking that they were gonna lose 10 pounds mm -hmm. and they gain 10 pounds because they ate everything in the meal plan. Um, so I would say disclaimers is a big thing that I don't see in contracts and really need to be in contracts. Um, and refund policies, yeah. I don't see in contracts and they really need to be in contracts, whether you are a coach or a service provider, any online business owner needs to get really clear about refunds. Even if you're a service provider and you don't offer refunds under any circumstances, that needs to be in your contract. Yeah, because I don't think I, I have it. And I just don't, because I don't give refunds after like- yeah, You need to say it. Mm. Um, so then it's it's clear to the client at the outset that there's yeah. no refunds. Um, 
along the same lines, which I also don't see, which needs to be in every contract is cancellation and termination. Yep. Um, how can you, how can the client cancel and how can you as a service provider cancel? Because let's say you're working on an ongoing basis and you, your client, you don't like your client, um, or <laughs> that, that happens, or you, let's say you want to pivot your business yeah. and you don't want to do what you're doing anymore. Like you need some sort of provision that says like you can cancel and what the, what the circumstances are. Mm -hmm. And so I don't see that a lot of the time in contracts either. Yeah. Uh, so that you need to be really key, especially like if you're um, working with clients on an ongoing basis, let's say, you know, you have a certain, there's only a certain number of hours in a day. And so you budget your time based on, let's say you take three clients a month and one decides to cancel on the 29th day of the month. Um, so she gives you one day notice. Well, then you're out that client and then potentially another client that you could have taken if yeah. not her canceling. So I'll see, I see that all the time with service providers that they don't have like any sort of notice provision in their, their contract. So true. I could go on and on about the things I don't see in contracts that should be there. <laughs> There's just a few examples. Yeah, I think I think it's very. I think actually, like even if at the beginning, you we all decide to be like, okay, I'm just gonna get a free one. But I think at some point you really have to get like legal advice because the more you grow, the biggest the the outcome is gonna be. You know, like. You maybe you start with okay, it's nothing, it's just like a hundred dollar like coaching, so it's okay if that's you know she asked for a refund, I just refund her. But what when it's gonna be like ten thousand, you know, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if you 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 spent two months building a website and yeah. now you're out two months of your time plus whatever you charge for that website? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um so yeah, like the bigger you the the more you grow and scale, the more your potential legal problems escalate as well. So it's, it's like I said, at the beginning, it's cheaper to get it done at the beginning versus, you know, waiting until there's a problem. No, I agree. Um, what kind of contracts um, do you think? Because we always think about like contract as a service provider, but is it the only uh, legal document we should have when we start a business? What are the other documents you think we need? That's such a great question. Um, and it's one that's unfortunately not asked often enough because like, I feel like with online business owners, they don't know what they don't know when it, when it comes to legal. So they just assume, okay, I need the contract that I give to my clients, but you're right. Um, so one, if you have a website, you need three website policies and I won't go into the weeds on these, but privacy policy, if you've been in online business for a while, you are probably already aware of privacy policies, but every country in the world now has data privacy laws. Um, if you're in Europe, you know about the GDPR because you mm -hmm. can't go to any website without something popping up okay. about it. Mm -hmm. But a privacy policy is a legal requirement and a lot of online business owners don't know that they could be fined if they don't have one. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other two that are really important to have are your terms and conditions which is basically like your website's rule book. That's where you talk about 
what behavior is permitted and what isn't on your website. And it's how you protect your, your intellectual property. You talked about the importance mm. of protecting your intellectual property. Yeah. That's how you protect the content that's on your website. And then the disclaimer is kind of like, like I said, that legal shield, that's where you say, um, it's where you protect yourself from anybody using or misusing any of the information on your website. So those three policies, if you have a website and they go in the footer of your website, mm-hmm. um, your client facing contract. So if it's a, if it's a service provider, it's your client services agreement. If it's a coach, it's your coaching agreement. But what some business owners don't know is like a lot of the time um, they're running courses or they're having a mastermind or they do VIP days or um, something like that. You need other contracts. So I'll give you an example. Um, Let's say that you are a service provider and you want to record a course. Mm -hmm. Um, You still want everybody that takes your course, even though you're not working with them face-to-face, you still want them to agree to contract terms because you want to limit like their access. You don't want them to give their sign-in information to anybody. You don't want them to take your content and steal it and resell it. Um, So you need a contract that they agree to, but since it's a course, you don't have the luxury of having them sign it. So what you can do is you drop it into the checkout of your sales page. Um, and then people agree to that as I agree to the terms, you know, of use before, and then they have to do that before they complete the purchase. So um, that's just one example. I always tell people like, um, whatever you're doing in your business, think about it. Do I need to protect myself? Um, and if the answer is yes, then there's probably a contract you need. And I can actually, um, I have a checklist. Like, oh. I don't know if your users might be interested in that. Oh, sure. You, you, I say users, I mean listeners. Um, <laughs> they can download it and it'll walk them through, like it'll say, do you have a course? And then mm-hmm. it'll tell them what contract they need. You know, um, are you planning on hiring? That's another one. If you're subcontracting out work or maybe you're hiring a VA for your business, you need an independent contractor agreement. So the checklist will kind of walk people through that and give you a, a guideline as to what you need. That's great. I think we'll put that in the link of a, the blog post. There's going to be a link to that episode so people can actually download that. Um, but yeah, and you actually said something that was very interesting about the course. So does that mean, for example, if I have an online course, but I didn't put that agreement in the checkout, does that mean that legally it's easier for them to just take my content and use it? If there's no condition when you sell when when you sell it yes wow that's crazy it is it is crazy meaning is it you know if somebody wants to steal your stuff they're going to steal your stuff yeah, for sure what it, it with without a contract it's harder for you to Divide enforce it. your rights yeah i think that's the like in another way like you said we all we like legal is not the the funniest or like pretty part to do but at the end is actually the thing that's gonna hurt you the most like people can literally take your work take your hours take everything um and you lose a lot of money and time and sometimes i saw people lost business based on things like that i would agree with you too but i don't want it to be, to be completely pessimistic and a downer mm-hmm. because i think the converse applies as well like it can be 
yeah, it's, it's, it's all about how you protect yourself and yeah. all the things that could go wrong and protecting yourself from like worst case scenarios. But it's also, it can be a really positive thing for your business mm-hmm. too. Cause we talked about this at the beginning, like, um, you get a great contract, you build a great legal foundation. There's this leveling up that you're for doing. Sure. Like you are taking, it's like when you hire a high ticket coach, it's like you take yourself seriously, you take your business seriously, you have a vision for yourself and your business. And it's like, okay, um, I might not be making seven figures now, but I sure plan to. Like, what would myself as a seven-figure business owner do? And it's like That's that right. seven-figure business owner would absolutely have a stellar contract. Um, because that's the kind of people she's servicing. Like she would need to have that contract. So like I said, there's, and I've had clients of mine say this, that there's like this, this subconscious um, sigh of relief because it's like, they don't realize how much they've been worrying about it until they've taken care of it um, because they're no longer worrying about it. It's that peace of mind. And then it's the confidence, like knowing that you're like, okay, I, I'm, this business is going places and, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to do what I need to, to make sure it does. Certainly. I understand that. And also I think even, it's not even just for you because even for the client himself, like when he see a contract that it's clear about, like you said, their expectation and what's going to happen, like what's going to happen in which order and when I feel like you also feel relieved as a client when you it's a big investment you know and you're like okay i'm gonna spend maybe five ten k whatever and then on the contract it's not just okay you give me 10k and you you just sign and that's it but if you have like a a, like a scope and how the payment is going when like you feel a bit like it's more like okay like she know what she's doing she's like professional it's clean it's clear and i'm protected and um that's how i feel as a client when i when i sign a big like a big contract when I have to pay a big amount and I'm just like, yeah, like I feel better when I see that the contract is like written properly and it's not just like, you know, my name, your name and like <laughs> we sign a piece like like that. But yeah. Right, because you feel like if they've invested in legal and their business, they take themselves seriously. Yeah. There's a safety in that. Like you, there's the expectation, like if you're going to shell out that kind of money, you want to make sure that you're going to get your investment back. And so if they are also protecting their business, then, then yeah, I think it sets the relationship up. Like you're starting out on the right foot because both parties recognize that they're both taking this seriously and they've done what they need to, to protect themselves. And like you said, laying everything out um, so that there's no, it minimizes the chance. Like a great contract is, is good offense and good defense because if you lay out everything um, in advance, then it minimizes the chance that there's a misunderstanding and a dispute that would that you wouldn't be able to resolve amicably down the road because you've laid everything out at mm. the start. Yeah. So everything, so there's nothing left to chance. Yeah, no, no, totally I agree. So is there anything I should have asked you, but I didn't? Um, I think that, I mean, we talked about contracts. We talked Mm -hmm. about the importance of contracts. I talked about why a free contract is a bad idea. It's (laughs) dangerous. I've audited so many of them. I understand you have so many expenses when you're starting your business. Like the temptation is real to just, oh, this, this, this looks good. This looks legit. It's not. 
Trust me, (laughs) I've audited it, it's not. Um, So, but we talked about that. We talked about, you know, the importance of contracts for other parts of your business. I mean, I think I think we covered at least the highlights for sure. That's good. So I think because we can't cover everything on the podcast, guys, because I think you, we will lose you at some point. But if you have any question, I think it would be great um, for you, Marion, to tell us where they can find you and what are you offering at the moment uh, to help them um, be ready for their legal documents and everything. Sure. Um, so... I do, I try to do regular weekly videos um, on Instagram. So I highlight in a nice way, not in a shaming way, but just kind of like in an instructional way, all the legal mistakes I see each week. So as kind of a learning lesson for other business owners, so they don't make the same mistakes. So Instagram is probably the best place to find. Um, I do tips, I do videos, um, and then I also do like an ask a lawyer like if you had one minute what would you ask a lawyer i do those in my instagram stories every week so definitely check me out on instagram um as far as um oh and my website too it's undergoing a major overhaul but in july it's gonna have um it's gonna be amazing we're gonna revamp our resources so we'll have free ebooks free guides free checklists all my videos will be there Um, that's definitely a great place, a great starting point if you are overwhelmed by all things legal. Um, As far as my offers, so I think um, like if you are just starting out, um, head to my website and I have contract templates, which I mentioned at the beginning. They're fill in the blank. They come with video tutorials and they'll walk you through step-by-step exactly what you need to do to customize your contract for your client and your business. Um, They're a great starting point. If you are more seasoned and you've been doing this a while and maybe you have a couple questions or need, you you want an experienced lawyer to look over your contract, I do power hours, um, which is either 60 minutes or 90 minutes with me for VIP. And we'll, you know, you get a week of Oxer access after the call with me, but we can, it's a great way of getting me one-on-one and I can answer your questions and we can make sure your contracts are up to speed. That's great. Okay. So all of those information, I will put them in the blog so you can find all the links and go check and check her checklist and everything. And for seeing them, I know that when you go to like a one-on-one lawyer, I know like just one contract itself, it's like such a big amount of money, but in a certain way, the way you do that, um, it's making it way more affordable for like business owner to start with. And I think um, we will all be thankful for that because we all know like, you know, sometimes you're just like, but I need so many contracts. Like if I have to pay all of them, like 2K at the end, is just like so much money. Right. Like, it, it is. It, it, it adds up. It, it does. We are, we are not inexpensive. I get that. So that's why the template option is really the most cost effective. If people want done for you, because I do have business owners that are mm-hmm, like, just like, sure. Aaron, I, I don't have time. Just, just <laughs> tell me what I need. And then actually don't even tell me what I need Just do it for me. <laughs> So there is that option too, but I, if, if for newer business owners, I say, you know, check out the templates, um, they're a good fit for, for most business owners. Yeah, that's perfect. So if you, you check out the template and if you need more help, then you get a power hour or you get a one-on-one with you. And I think it's nice to give options depending on different stage 
of people business and I think you're doing that very well um, with your with your business oh thank you that's the goal at least (laughs) thank you so much for all your advice um it was really great we learned a lot of things i'm pretty sure the listeners too thank you so much marin you're welcome thank you for having me thank you for listening to the no fluff society podcast be sure to visit our website leticia.co to join the conversation access the show notes and discover our fantastic bonus content and don't forget if you love the no fluff society podcast we'd love for you to subscribe rate and give us a review until next time don't forget if i can do it so can you